Welcome back to Ladies with Gumption, episode 127, Game Changer. We are Ladies with Gumption. We recap DCTV in a flash. Back at you with the DCTV lineup at last. I am May, and I'm here with... Tatiana. And Jessica. As always, you can find us over on Twitter at DCTV Gumption, over on Tumblr, ladieswgumption.tumblr.com, where you can send in all your asks and thoughts. Or if you're feeling very brave, you can email us at ladieswgumption at gmail.com. We're available everywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, slash iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and Amazon whenever that decides to happen. <laughs> We will be on there. Uh, and then, of course, we have our Patreon. So if you have not been listening to us for the last several months, it's not because we haven't been active. It's because we've been over on Patreon um, giving our listeners there exclusive episodes such as uh, The Boys, Discussions on The Boys, Mandalorian, Upload, The Witcher, um, Stargirl, Part 2, <laughs> um, and several more things. We did Bridgerton recently. So if you're very into all of those shows and you would like to hear us discuss them you can join patreon which we have a 50 percent sale right now so you can get it for five dollars a month um and we would greatly appreciate it if you decide to support us so that's always on the table yes and you'll get these episodes as well 24 hours in advance of everybody else so feel lovely and special and we can all virtually hug In the news, <laughs> The Rap released a uh, Twitter statement that it's basically shaded. I didn't read the actual article. Like they got, they got I think it was just like the recap. Yeah. yeah. And whoever wrote, whoever was in charge of the Twitter that day, like they got the writer like very in some hot water. And he was like, he was quick to like, it was not me. I did not have control of the Twitter. I tried to find whoever did it and told him to go to hell. Yeah. yeah, but they did delete it. Um, it did basically said that like the ratings for Batwoman, uh, couldn't hold. And no, they well, add exactly yeah, they Javicia add Javicia's. Yeah, yeah, that she's they're like Javicia can't hold a candle to Kate Kane or like Ruby Rose or whatever. And they tagged both Javicia and it, I don't I don't think Ruby had the uh, Twitter, but they tagged oh, yeah, Javicia they in it, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was like, why would you do that for? And we always thought like and everybody got on that negatively. Do not mm-hmm. tag the actual person. They will see it eventually, I'm sure. So there's no reason to actually bring it to their attention. And they rightfully got dragged for that. Um, and even like Javisi responded and then they del- ended up deleting the tweet. But screenshots last forever. So don't do it again. <laughs> people, I don't like, I don't know which white person was in charge of the Twitter that day. A Ruby Rose Stan account was in charge of the rap Twitter. But I don't think like some people, they really underestimate when, you know, a black actress or actor is up for a big role, the support that they have, especially for GBC being like the first black Batwoman, because it wasn't even just like regular fans. And there was a whole lot of blue checks, like y'all need to delete this and all that kind of stuff. So I think like if they didn't know, now they know <laughs> not to try it. So right. yeah, exactly. And Phantom has years of experience doing this too. So it's like, you can't, shouldn't get on their bad side either because mm-hmm. then you will always be looked at that way. <laughs> no exactly. matter what. People, the North remembers forever. The North remembers. <laughs> yes. No, that's true. I can't that's remember true. who it was. It was some blue check that was, I think they were responding to GBC or, or um, they quoted the rap. And that's where I saw like the author of the actual article. 
Because I don't, I mean, I didn't read his article either. So I don't know if he was being that shady in the article. It was literally but he was a, quick an, an like, article about the ratings. So it's yeah, exactly. Like, like the blandest the thing ever. Business. Yeah, which like, is the second season. It's a sophomore season of a show, first of all. Second of all, it doesn't have any kind of like lead in or tie in. Because like when Batwoman first premiered, first season, it was anchored with Supergirl. So people that are looking for like a back to back superhero day. Yeah. They get that, and you're not going to get that. She was like all the delays and yeah. the fact that, like, um, I don't know how you know they promoted it and stuff, but also there was a sports game. There was like a game going on that night as well. So it's like there's a lot of things going on, um, and ratings are not the end all be all. We know yeah. that CW literally doesn't care. So <laughs> and it wasn't by the way, it wasn't although it was a Twitter person because they could have changed it if they wanted to, but the link to the actual post that is the title to vc leslie's that woman debut can't hold a candle to ruby roses so it is in mm. fact the editor who did that mm. and not the twitter person they changed now like when you click on the link it says to vc leslie's that one debut plummets 80 percent in ratings from ruby roses so they changed it slightly but the still whatever. sounds like a bitch exactly exactly <laughs> so they didn't not even like considering the fact that ruby roses you know, Batwoman or whatever right. premiered like on the regular time slot in October as usually does. Yeah, what and they should like, have so just many... said is sophomore season of Batwoman plummets in the face of Brady versus Freeze or whatever the hell was going on. I'm yeah, sure. but yeah, I, I oh, still well. think so. that that guy he was saying that it, the content wasn't. Uh, like he didn't write the title so maybe it was his edit somebody threw him under the bus is what he was editors saying. Yeah, I was definitely the editor yeah. in charge of yeah. like writing the yeah exactly so. So shame, shame on the raps editors. And then, right. yeah. Anyway, uh, elsewhere in the I news, that they won't try it again or mm-hmm. get an, an interview with her ever. I know, right? <laughs> Bitches. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> there was a Superman and Lois trailer finally debuted at long last. It was about Super two minutes long. Super bland. <laughs> Everyone kept talking about um how. You know, they they probably had like a big budget. It looks so movieish. I'm like, eh, but it looks really boring. Like, honestly, I was disappointed because I expected it to be a little bit more lighthearted. Maybe like the magic of the Flash trailer, or even like I don't know when Supergirl first debuted. It's like, oh, how exciting! And this wasn't that. Like, we're tired, <laughs> of, like, we're tired about it. We're yeah. in a pandemic and we're writing like it. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. And it was uh, also like the reveal that his sons don't know that he's Superman. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess you've lived with your, your old man for so long and no one knows, but alas. <laughs> anyway, it was just not inspiring. And I think, wasn't there something about there that Martha died? I read that somewhere. Because um, someone was like, why do you, why does DC TV hate mom so much? Um, uh, I mean, that, that's not surprising, but right. yeah. So... We shall I mean, see it, an update. It too. looks like pretty and it's like sepia tones, but <laughs> <laughs> the sepia tones. <laughs> I mean that sepia a sepia filter does not uh replace like, you know, writing or acting or anything like that, which you we don't really get much of like the story. And I feel like until proven otherwise, from the only kind of hype that we've gotten from the show is all negative and this trailer doesn't really do much to make me interested we didn't even really get it was mostly about like the hard times that superman or clark and lois have fallen on more so than an actual idea of what 
the big bad is supposed to be, unless it's just like life. <laughs> Clark's midlife <laughs> midlife crisis. He's so young to have a midlife at thirty. Yeah, yeah, that that will definitely be interesting. Um, but I know that fall. I think right before the trailer, we got the news that Flash oh, is no yeah, longer premiering. Is- on yeah, this is how they chose to, to bring up It the was trailer. actually, now the Flash has <laughs> moved back to March 2nd to accommodate Superman and Lois's two-hour premiere that no one asked for. So we're going to get a 90-minute premiere episode, but which I don't think has ever happened for any of the other Arrowverse shows. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I didn't and then a half-hour special. special treatment. Yeah. Like, why? Why are you getting a special? You're, you're new here. <laughs> you know? So it's just, like, really weird a way to hype a show their whole promotion thing has been weird because that the news that it was going to be a two-hour premiere pushing the flash back a week was what we heard first and then they're like by the way here's the trailer it's like now you've already pissed me off first of all (laughs) we didn't even hear about it like debuted at the bottom of the screen during batwoman right and then people caught on to it and then it was like a couple of days before anybody got word from the actual cw about what happened (laughs) So it's like you didn't even announce this ahead and of time. And there's still this is... not as much clarification about, yeah, the Flash isn't pushed back a week, but we don't know what time because I think no, in it's at one... eight because it's the deadline always has okay. typos. I always read their news and there's always a typo in there somewhere and no one's bothered to check it. So that, they, it's be probably damned a typo everywhere else Superman was Lois pushes the Flash back on his premiere week. With a two-hour special, and then takes his time slot after yeah. six seasons of being in the same day and the same time on the CW. Yeah. I think right. the, uh, if it was crazy. a time slot change would have definitely been like announced ahead of time because it's that would be really odd. Mm-hmm. But everywhere else it said eight p.m. So okay, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully they don't change it. That would be really not cool. <laughs> yeah, my whole Tuesday. <laughs> they are already they're already not making friends right now. Right. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, everyone seemed to be like, wait, what? <laughs> Why would you last minute change um the flash for this person that we don't care about? I don't know. There was one time where like I was um writing an article and I was taking it from deadline and then I realized like they had misspelled the actor's name throughout the Oh, God. The, the article itself. So I don't oh, really no. trust them when it comes to like typing up stuff. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, elsewhere, we have Titans news. So Titans season three has Another cast Barbara Gordon. <laughs> she will be played <laughs> by Savannah Welch. Um, and the on- the good thing about this casting actually is that the actress herself is in a wheelchair. Um, one of her legs was amputated, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so she's a part of the disability community, which is nice that they actually accommodated that and didn't just hire someone who isn't and put them in a wheelchair on screen. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Mm-hmm. But the character will apparently have a complicated uh, relationship with Dick Grayson. And they will rekindle their old romance and start a new crime fighting like, partnership. That that <laughs> whole thing, like the whole rekindle their old romance, really just like irks me the wrong way. And it could be like a, um, I don't know, like a misdirect where, you know, rekindle their old romance is just them like rehashing old times, not actually becoming romantic again. But the Titans writers, they've been trying to like push Dick Dawn for two seasons and Corey and Dick get further and further apart each season. This season's supposed to be Corey's big season. So it's it's they're they're on my last nerve. They're like tip topping, dancing around it. I think um, that I feel like, you know, 
decor, I think we just have to accept, not necessarily accept, but just acknowledge that they don't give a shit about decor. They, I mean, they don't. <laughs> if they yeah, wanted they to do decor, they would have really done it. Like, but it's just so, like, it feels so disrespectful yeah. that not only did you not want, you teased it, and then, like, no, we're just not going to do this, mm-hmm. and you want us to accept that you're not going to do this, you put, potentially, Dick Babs in the season that you claim is going to be Corey's, like, best season. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think it's fucked up, to be honest, and mm-hmm. the fact that they keep introducing love interests for him is just, like, avoidance of the shit that and people do want. And it's not even a good want. fucking long and term, because right. there's no there's no interaction between Dick and Corey to right. make it angsty or whatever, so... Exactly. Like, it's not like it's, it's not like it's something to prolong it or anything. It's just, like, a perpetual, I don't feel like acknowledging this thing. Yeah. 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 It's, so, but the, so this yeah, show Titan is Sun. exhausting. What we have exactly. That's what we know. We know Titan <laughs> So, the only reason that we would check it out is for Corey. Exactly. <laughs> Do it for her. Do it for her. So, hopefully, hopefully this season does really give her the storyline that she deserves. And, you know, Dick sucks anyway, so it's not like <laughs> That's true. She can't do better. But <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed that she does. Yeah. And we still don't have a release date for that. So stay tuned. Right. And <laughs> now <laughs> we will be moving into the main part of the episode that will be hosted by our lovely Jessica, where we will talk about Batwoman season two premiere with Ryan Wilder. Take it away. Okay. So this there's only one side. <laughs> it's my side. Just kidding. <laughs> so this is about time to be powerful. And the recap is uh, homeless ex-convict Ryan Walder is surprised when the crash of Kate Kane's plane from National City yields her a functioning bat suit, which she uses to try to locate Alice, whose gang, we find out later, actually is responsible for Ryan's mother's death. Tommy Elliott appears with Bruce Wayne's face, moves himself into Wayne Manor, and... Um, reintroduces himself to Luke and Mary, who are surprised to find Bruce alive, first of all, and in Wayne Tower. And Luke uh, actually shows Bruce the Batcave and tries to fill him in on what he's been missing. Julia quickly identifies him as an imposter, since he is unfamiliar with where Alfred Prettyworth is living, um, and he also doesn't remember the nickname, the eagle, that he gave um, Alfred. So Julia knows something is up and she steals the drink that he was drinking in Jacob's office. And um, I don't like this recap. This recap is from Wikipedia, by the way. So this is why it's Okay. Crap. I was like, didn't you write it? <laughs> no, I did not write it. Anyways. Um, so Julia kind of takes the DNA test from the drink that quote unquote Bruce was drinking and finds out that it's actually Tommy Elliott. Why was Tommy Elliott in Jacob's office? You asked. Well, that's because he gets a late night house villas from visit from Alice who is in mourning because someone killed her sister before she could. And now Alice is a little bit untethered and it's creeping Tommy out and his plans on living as Batman in Bruce Wayne's body. So he tips Jacob off on where Jacob can find Alice and hopefully he can have one problem, kill the other problem and he'll be free. Scott, Scott free. But Julia's onto him. She alerts Luke and Mary. Luke and Mary um, find out that he's in the Bat Cave going after Ryan, who has the Bat suit. 
Now, Luke and Mary, um, earlier in the episode, they track down the bat suit and they figure out that it's not Kate Kane, it's actually Ryan who has it. She has a mission of her own, and that is to um, kill the people that are responsible for killing her mother. And as I said earlier, we see in flashbacks that that's actually the Wonderland gang. So Alice is connected to um, the new Batwoman in this way. So Tommy's running after, chasing after uh, Ryan in the Batmobile, which he steals from the Batcave. And Luke and Mary um, contact Ryan out in the field, let her know that um, a fake Bruce Wayne is after her. And she confronts um, Tommy Elliott. He actually shoots her with a kryptonite bullet, uh, which pierces the Batsuit, but does not kill her. And she beats his face to a bloody pulp. And... Um, ships him off back to Arkham. Meanwhile, Jacob goes to Wayne Manor to confront Alice and ask where Kate is. And Alice reveals to Jacob that Kate Keen was actually the first Batwoman. And so Jacob is shocked. Um, but Alice is very convincing and tells him if she doesn't believe him, if he doesn't believe her, to go to turn on the back signal. Um, Meanwhile, while all of this is going on, Sophie is still in mourning. Um, she is suspicious about Kate's disappearance. She thinks that Julia's um, enemy, Sophia, might be involved. And Julia can sense attention coming from Sophie um, and the distance in Kate's absence and realizes that Sophie is still in love with Kate. And Kate actually tasks Julia with getting something in the a bit of her disappearance and it turns out to be a love letter that Kate wrote for Sophie. So <laughs> Julia being in the middle of that is really very stressful for her. Um, and then finally, while Alice is rejoicing in her makeshift plan of making her father miserable, a paper airplane comes down through the sewers um, writing that now this makes it even, it's from Sophia. And on the back of the paper is the newspaper article about Kate Kane's death. So Sophia is basically saying, shots fired, I killed your sister. And now Alice has a new mission in life, and that is to fuck with Sophia. So that is um, a make patch patchwork version of this shitty recap <laughs> by me. <laughs> uh, this episode was written by Caroline Dries and directed by Holly Dale. What sparked joy? Well, I actually um, really thought that it was an, a, a nice like reset for the show. I felt like Ryan was introduced and integrated very well into the story. And it felt like she belonged there. It didn't feel abrupt. I think the fact that we started with her, dis with Kate actually disappearing, right? Or like them not knowing that she was going to disappear. <laughs> she disappears in real time um, was helpful so that we get to see their grief, especially Mary and Luke's from the start, and then also how Ryan immediately intersects by finding that Batwoman suit. Plus, she we see her as a hero right before she finds it, which is like giving CPR to that person or whatever. She's gone to help people, and then she happens to find the Batwoman suit in the midst of the crash. So I think that that is a really good set or way to like establish her character. Also, um, I like that speech that she gave Mar Luke and Mary about numbers mm. when um, she was like, well, look, look, there's all these numbers that are like, you know, facts. It's about like Caroline Dry is just like, open. Oh, yeah, she's open. <laughs> her, yeah. her Google search. But, like, oh, she's like, 
statistics <laughs> about but but like it was but it but it had like she drove that point home too you know like mm-hmm. she's someone who is living what a large segment of the demographic or of the population is living day to day that the superheroes that we watch on TV don't have any you know except from in Black Lightning don't have any acknowledgement of right they just live in their ivory towers or in their Wayne Mansion or you know whatever and then they come down when there's a bomb threat or something or when there's an alien who's whatever um and so she's someone who can be a hero for the people if you will right and not just someone who's far removed so i think that that's a good um or a breath of fresh air if you will for a show like that woman um also i i like the connection of alice not not specifically being responsible for the mom's death but the wonderland gang being responsible so alice bears responsibility even if technically she stopped not like she really cares. She's not like a good person, but she did stop her goons from killing Ryan. So it's like, even though Alice is the one that killed her, well, Alice's people killed her mom, right? Or her mom died because of Alice's little group. It's also not like a, it's not like Alice was out to get her or like killing right. Alice. Alice didn't really even know her. Exactly. Yeah. Unintended consequences. Right. Or like killing Alice will bring her mom back or anything like that. So it's like an interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because on the one hand, we're going to have a no hold barred situation, right? Because they, they don't have any reason to be, to tiptoe around each other. The mm-hmm. sibling bond between Alice and Kate meant that they could not kill each other because they actually love each other. But here, they don't give a fuck about each other. There's no reason why they have to stop. But at the same time, um, maybe Ryan will see that there is like a bigger picture than specifically Alice, especially if we have Sophia, Sophia, never remember her name coming down with that note at the end, like, ha it was me. I killed your dog. Um, <laughs> I want her to know that it was me. <laughs> exactly. Tell her it was me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we can see like, even like this might be the start. I mean, this is going to, that will be going into my prediction. So let's just say that I think that it establishes a really interesting dynamic from the get go for Alice and, um, and what Ryan <laughs> and Javicia, no, and Ryan, um, so yeah, also, um, I thought that the episode did a good job of showing how Ryan can be a hero, uh, and even the fact that she was then willing to step down from the suit, give it back, and be like, hey, you know what, I acknowledge this is bigger than me and my personal vendetta, um, and it's almost like Mary, who really wants her to stick around and really be the beacon, right? Because Mary right. always sees open people, which again, is another great connection immediately, because Ryan lost her mom in a violent way, and Mary lost her mom in a violent way. And in fact, they were both Alice. Exactly. (laughs) In fact, they're immediately connected in that, Mm. um, that way. And Mary, we see Mary's empathy towards, um, Ryan. And then that, that's going to help, that helps the audience, I think, connect with Ryan, even if you weren't already, like, which I think you would because she's, they made her very readable in this episode. But we have someone who's already in her corner by the end of the episode. Um, and speaking of Mary. She was amazing this episode, and she's always there for everyone. She is the best person in the world. Um, <laughs> so, like, the fact that she lost her sister, and yet she's the one that's, like, building Luke up, you know, mm-hmm. and making Luke keep on fighting and telling her dad, like, we're going to, you know, keep looking for Kate, and we're not giving up, and whatever. Um, so we see that even in moments when you would expect her to just fall apart, she's the one that has to keep it together. Um, so, you know, four for you, Mary. Hopefully people in your life will care about you more soon. Um, also, love, speaking of Jacob, the scene where Alice revealed to Jacob that Kate was that woman. I loved it. That was like the most interesting I've ever been in his character. I think that yeah. him 
having to deal with the fact that he hated and tried to kill his own daughter. Um, and now she is probably dead. Both and, daughters. Yeah, both he, daughters. He openly hated one. And now he's yeah. figured out that he now, did the other one. Now he's like, the good one. The good one was not good. Or not really. Rather, I made her think that she wasn't good. You know? Um, so that's going to be a lot for him to wrestle with. And I don't know how he's not going to have like a, just a breakdown by the end of this. But we'll see. So, plus, again, the crows are the ones that incarcerated Ryan. Ryan. Crimes you didn't commit. Little so. spider webs of entanglement <laughs> everywhere. They really they, they're like, her. oh my god prediction but prediction is i'm vision. gonna say it anyway I, go. I wonder <laughs> i'm like that raven's like <gasps> you know <laughs> 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 i'm i'm wondering if we'll get the batwoman jacob kane relationship with ryan that we should have gotten with kate instead of the yeah. rivalry yeah right because now he's gonna feel like guilt towards Batwoman or whatever, right? Plus, mm-hmm. now it's someone that he and I, I'm sure. I feel like he'll learn that this new Bat because she has no reason to really lie to him other than you know. But he's like technically is her dad, so I I don't know how it will work, but I feel like he'll figure out that Ryan um, is a new Batwoman, and then maybe the Crow's involvement and in whatever her conviction would also be like another reason for him to be like, I need to make it up to you, so I'm going to help you. So. Right. I'd be here for it. it would make him more interesting and likable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I just felt so bad for Luke in this episode. Cameras did such a good job with uh, Luke's pain, and then also the fact that he was so easily fooled by Tommy because he was hoping that there would be like a Deus Ex Machina, right? Like, okay, here comes Bruce here to say the Bruce. Okay, yeah. he's gonna find Kate. Everything's gonna be good. Um, and that was just really believable. And of course, his crisis of conscience or confidence was also really believable and heartbreaking. Um, and I just love his chemistry with Mary. I just think they're so great together. And I can't wait to see that develop further in some way. Even if there's going to be some stupid ass love triangle that I don't want. And I didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, also, of course, uh, that letter from Kate to Sophie. I was like, ah, my eyes are leaking. Um, <laughs> and I also thought that it was the way that they filmed it so that, or they framed it. So it's like Sophie's reading it because, of course, they can't have Rura's reading it. But then at the same time, they also show Jacob. So it's almost like it could be a letter from Kate to to her dad, too. You know, not the not Didn't the they also show Mary in that, that yeah, little... It's, it's, it's that cool, like, you know, all yeah. the people that loves mm-hmm. and then that, you know, so that are so combining. Yeah, exactly. And all these dynamics that are never going to be fully realized, you know? So. Yeah, the voice thing took me out for a second. I was like, wait. Right. Who's reading this? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so aside from that, <laughs> the fact that they couldn't have Rose reading it, um, but but it was a really good framing the way that they did that. Um, so yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good episode, and um, that's all I have to say. Amazing. I <laughs> I actually liked this episode much more than I did the season one pilot. Oh God, yes. It felt very much like <laughs> you know one pilot like, was garbage. Yeah, it, was <laughs> it really was, and this was really nice because I was honestly just so afraid maybe because I don't really trust Caroline uh, Drees a lot but like Drees yeah, I don't know um, <laughs> uh, to like to navigate this story and we were all you know kind of anxious about the introduction of Ryan and what they would do um, but I was very very happy to be wrong or ha- to have like all my anxieties thrown away as soon as the episode really got started because the way that they weaved in 
all of the storylines, like the remaining characters that we've, we met and fell in love with in the first season into the second season and how they also connected to Ryan um, and her storyline going forward was really clever. I think that they set up Ryan really well as well, like as a strong character, like someone right, right out the gate. Um, she was like a fully dimension, fully realized person. Um, clearly there's like a lot more to learn about her, but in general, like she's, you know, we see her being angry. We see her being sad. We see her being like her lighthearted moments when she's like fighting and she's like, Oh man, I really d- didn't mean to like shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cute. Um, and I really think she embodied all the like characteristics. I think that people have come to really love in Batwoman and as a person, as an original character for the show, she was done really well in general. And I think Javisi Leslie nailed her um, performance and also like had great chemistry with the rest of the cast, which was really, you know, generally probably really hard to do for a new person coming on board and stuff. <clears throat> so all of that was really great and it was lovely to see. And in terms of like the story, I think, you know, her, like Tati said about Alice not being directly uh, responsible for her mom's death, but still having that connection really uh, helps story along because they can have like, you know, a vendetta against each other without, having a familial tie and that will further the story and like make it a lot more uh, multi-dimensional which is great um and then of course like excuse me just in general like how the show handled kate's disappearance i like that we didn't just open the episode with like six months later and she's been gone for for so long um that we got to see like the raw uh emotion that all the characters were going through after immediately finding out that kate might be dead uh and probably is even though like her even though i'm Caroline like what happened they weren't her... gonna they said right. they weren't well, gonna kill I her like her right, leaving the right. suit behind seems to indicate that like maybe i don't know kate knew the plane was going down and had a backup plan or something i don't know didn't have time to, and like, like faked her get death her, you know? get, get her suit out of um, baggage plane <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like oh like haha i faked my death and now i'm gonna leave gotham because i don't want to endanger the people i love blah 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 so that was like really good and well done and the fact that like ryan was already there and that's how she found the suit was all very clever in general and you know i didn't like the fact that they're breaking up sophie more probably soon but I liked the fact that there was like tension that Kate was still part of like the love triangle, even though she wasn't really there anymore. <laughs> right. Which I think, it, I mean, it makes sense because obviously there were still feelings there when she right. was alive. And so now right. it's going to be, it's, this is like, hopefully we can imagine the superior version of what they tried to do randomly with Cisco and Camilla and then <laughs> the ghost of Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> sense <laughs> yes exactly and like everyone just nailed you know their emotional performances and mary was like the glue that held everyone together i loved her scene with um jacob specifically because like you see jacob kind of breaking down the whole episode kind of a little bit lost i felt sort of bad for him at the end after finding out that he almost killed his own daughter um but then you know mary comes along and she's holding him together after three losses this year you know her mother kate and alice and just kind of being there for him. And I hope that this means that he'll actually like show some more love and support for his one remaining his, daughter. Yeah. Now that <laughs> no, everyone else is gone. Um, so that was really nice. And then of course, like Mary and Luke's dynamic and even like Mary's connection, feeling like a connection to Ryan and, and probably like, we'll be the one to make her 
come back and be Batwoman oh, because she yeah, sees that definitely. like spark in her and you know what it really means like redefining what it means to be a hero like you said you know she's not an ivory tower person she's actually like in what's going on and that would really speak to like what the story that they're trying to tell um down the line so all of that was great and i think like alice's alice's plan was very diabolical i loved yes. it it was insane <laughs> you know she had the balls to be like oh my god she was actually going to kill her not that even kill her sister involved. but have her dad kill her yes. sister that was very intense and you know i'm glad that she revealed what the plot was now because that story wouldn't have played out so soon had kate still been alive anyway because obviously she wasn't gonna die so just learning like alice or rather like seeing alice continue to become more unhinged because now kate's gone mouse is gone like she's sitting there talking to his dead body we're seeing her like really unravel and i like that we've been getting like the little crumbs throughout this episode as well um but yeah just in general it was a really good episode sophie reading the letter was heartbreaking and you know really kind of solidifies the whole she and kate were soulmates and that i'm glad you know i'm glad that kate got to mm -hmm, i'm glad that kate got to at least say like i love you even if it's on paper so all of that was great i think like was a really strong opening to what will hopefully be a great season yeah it was definitely very strong and i think um i agree with you what made it um really great for me is it's a really like i i talked about this last week of um you know, like all of the anxiety about, you know, the trauma that is written into Ryan's backstory and how it's, how it's going to play out on screen. And it, it was, it played out really well, I think. And it's very comic booky in the sense that, you know, Ryan is a good kid. And you can tell that from the beginning of like the episode and in through the flashbacks where she's moving in with her mom and the connection to the plant and, um, as you go throughout the episode and realizing that the plant is like the last thing that she has of her mom because her mom's the one that liked um it's not gardening but i mean like plant keeping or <laughs> whatever you want to call it but her mom loved plants and so having this plant is kind of like having a piece of her mom with her um and also like you know just the way that um she found the suit and choosing to put the suit on um, that scene with like her caseworker where her caseworker is like, you know, have you done all these things, Ryan? And he's like, um, no, I haven't found housing or a job or whatever. I do like that the case, they kind of slid in the detail through the caseworker that Ryan is proficient in martial arts because it helps, <laughs> you know, there's no like fanboys can be like, she, how can she know blah, blah, blah. Cause she studied it, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So I like that they, they put that in, but um, just the fact that she, is genuinely seems like a, a good person and um, putting on the suit was something. And I think that the use of the flashbacks and the timing of the flashbacks made the story even stronger because she's putting on this suit and you get flashbacks of um, the fight in the apartment and her mom and herself and the landlord getting like beaten to death. So that is juxtaposed with her putting on the suit and, you know, her finally saying like as she puts on the cowlick like, now it's time to be powerful so this is that's kind of what this suit this symbol represents to her and you know even though she's she's putting on this suit for this reason to get revenge against people that killed her mom there's also like the the whimsical side of it the funny side where you know 
she's kind of having fun with them too because it's a freaking bat suit. Like, why wouldn't you have fun with that? Like, you've never had, she's never had power before in her life. And this is a symbol of some power that she can finally take for herself and, and um, use justice in her way kind of thing. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I liked another um, cut scene that I liked was um, Mary reading up on Ryan's backstory versus Ryan reading up on Kate's backstory. And so there's an, another like comparison there of these, you got the split screen of, you know, Ryan reading about this rich ass white woman in her 54 level penthouse. <laughs> and everybody's like, everybody loves her. She has a family that's looking for her. And uh, she found like the bat suit and got to be Batwoman and all this kind of stuff um, versus, you know, Mary reading about Ryan's, childhood and, and everything that she's lost in her life um and you know ryan discovering more things about kate that's not just the surface level of uh you know the, the civilian identity but also that she um donated to charity places and that she uh, opened up a gay bar so that people can feel uh find their family or you know the fact that she left the military because she was gay and she didn't want to live alive, those kind of things. So while like Ryan's kind of opening her mind to another side of heroism and what heroism means, and she's, you know, she's moving one way towards giving back the bat suit and Mary's moving the other way towards letting her be Batwoman. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> that was like a great heroes in very different ways. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. I like the fact that um the her mother's death is connected to Alice in the Wonderland game because again like you guys said it just provides like um, a connection and a tether there so you know when Ruby left we lose we have no case we lose that Batwoman Alice dynamic that made the first season um, so great but now we have it in a different form because there's still a connection there's still a reason for Ryan to care about Alice other than the fact that she's just a villain um, but it's it's personal still but without all of the love <laughs> that kept the bomb between Kate and Alice having any kind of real stakes, because you couldn't really imagine one of them killing the other. Um, I also loved the scene that you mentioned, May, about Alice just detailing exactly what her plan was and the fact that she she used some really good words because she's like she was tethered to reason. And um, that just reminded me of us, <laughs> like her tethered <laughs> was reasonable. Um, but I'll also think of that word the same way again. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but also the fact <laughs> the fact that when she was saying that she's tethered to reason, you know, I think she's talking about mouse, obviously. And so she cut that tether. So now she's untethered, but she still had a purpose. And now that her purpose of getting her father to kill her sister is no longer has been taken from her, now she's unmoored. So that was another fun word that she used I liked. Um and that I think that in itself is really kind of interesting in seeing unmoored Alice and, you know, her kind of psychology. Um, I liked Mary, of course. Um, I felt so like it was my first time feeling emotion for Jacob in this episode. But um, I think it really is. You really kind of like remember when he's um, freaking out to the commissioner about how they need to keep going and need to find Kate. You remember it kind of brings up, you know, similar thing that he went through with Alice and, I didn't even remember Catherine until you said it to me, but that's true. Like he's lost 
three important women in his life. And he's given up on one of his daughters before. So having to go through this again was really, really difficult. And so I liked that Mary was there for him in that moment. And then again, for Luke as well, um, when he's having his own crisis of conscience. But then I also liked at the end where she's by herself and she does break down because that also, you know, Mary is, is also kind of struggling and you get to see that she's not just the strong person with no emotions. So I really like that she got the chance to be vulnerable, even if it was by herself for now. Um, thank God for Julia. Julia is a real one for uncovering fake Bruce. Cause he was going to drive me nuts if he was going to be Bruce Wayne for multiple episodes. So I'm glad that she, um, was able to tip Luke and Mary off. And I was even more happy when Ryan literally beat his face off. I was going to say, Great. I can hear your voice, how frustrated you were when he <laughs> stole the Batmobile. No. <laughs> I was so annoyed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that that was that was a great ending to that little. I'm glad it didn't drag out for too long. Um, and then of course, like Kate's love letter to Sophie was just so well um, acted and deserved and beautiful. Um, and also, I think you know my it's latest gumption of the week is obviously going to be Ryan. But um, Javicia, she had some really really nice acting moments, especially like when she thought that um, first in the beginning when she thought that that homeless man was going to die, like she was doing CPR and she was like freaking out trying to save him and he lived. But then later on, we get the flashback of her doing CPR on her mom and trying to save her mom and it not working. And I, I like the emotions, it was very emotional. I got kind of teary eyed. So there's a lot of like really emotional moments in um, this episode that just made it like really, really great. So all of that to say, great, 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 great stuff happened in the episode. Sparked lots of joy. Um, is there anything that did not spark joy? Um, yes, there are things. I mean, first, even though I think that the execution was good, I still feel like the fact that Ryan is just like has like every every possible obstacle against her. It's like okay. <laughs> um, so um, so yeah. So I still feel like. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how they they handle that as it goes on. Um, but it just feels like they made they they chose that for her because she's black. You know, even if they do it well, um, it would be okay. Also, if she was rich or if she <laughs> was like a, a straight A student or whatever. You know. Um, aside from that, I am crazy and I wanted more of Tommy as Bruce. I wanted to see where they would go with that, but they didn't go anywhere <laughs> with it. So I was like, okay, bye now. It was cool, I guess. I'm sure it would have been longer had... It would have been nice to have like Warren Christie for more episodes, just yeah. to see like what his Bruce is like, but I would rather see his Bruce as Bruce and not right. as Hopefully Tommy the fact Elliot. that they have, they cast someone, suggests that they're going to have him as Bruce in the future, you know? So that'll be an interesting comparison if we ever get that. At the very least, we can start getting some flashbacks. Yeah. Um, when he was Batman. Kate, and Kate didn't. Well, Kate wouldn't. Kate would know that he was Batman. So we well, no, still Kate get like Batman yeah. fa- flashbacks. That's true. It could be Luke and him or whatever flashbacks. So yeah. Fun. Um. And also, I mean, I guess there technically was like a Mary and Jacob scene, but I feel like I would really like Mary to get some comfort. Um, <laughs> and I feel like it would be nice to actually see the father daughter relationship between Mary and Jacob, which I feel like is not very present ever. Um. So yeah, I mean, you've only got one daughter left, Jacob. So I hope that. <laughs> I hope that you try harder with Mary. 
and that's all. I mean, I mean, otherwise, I really like the episode, so I don't have anything, have anything else to say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't have much to say either, other than I also wish that um, Tommy was Bruce for a lot while, you know, a lot longer, because like there was a lot of buildup at the end of season one. And I know why they cut it short, probably because he doesn't really have the same connection anymore. And then, you know, Alice has something else planned, probably. But it just felt like all that trouble. He finally got his face and then he was just taken down in one episode. And I think I would have liked had he gone on for at least like maybe one or two more episodes where he was pretending to be someone and seeing that action going on and how he's tripping people up and 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 whatnot the fact that like julia found out about it so soon was like oh okay yeah it was it was a little (laughs) bit there's a couple of things like that it's like this feels like you tripped over the line like a little bit like you know there's some things that you didn't exactly tie together but i feel like uh if you know i guess if ruby hadn't quit then it would have been stretched out for maybe a couple more episodes and he definitely would not have gotten to the bat cave that quickly yeah because like once he's in the bat the cave you just found can't the really... and looks like i didn't even know that was there I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just think it was like an overall missed opportunity for a, a villain like you know tommy slash hush to go back to arkham well, now he can still be hushed though and not necessarily yeah, bruce lane Bruce Wayne. I know that you were irritated, Jess, but you know, I mean, I like I like the concept <laughs> because it's it's great. It's diabolical that you know you would have this imposter playing for Bruce Wayne, but just like seeing him actually do it was so irritated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's I think that's pretty much it. I would also like to see Mary comforted, and then just hopefully. I guess my hope is that she gets a little bit more comfort and support and also that Jacob actually becomes a human being (laughs) and does things that since he's, he's with the crows and and all that, they're still investigating stuff like the regular old cops. So we would like to explore more there and that would be nice. Yeah. I still don't get where the line is drawn between the GCPD and the crows because it doesn't seem like there is one. And they just like kind of like walk all over crying. Yeah, they just are the guys. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, Yeah, other than Tommy getting (laughs) on with Bruce's (laughs) face, which is more, it's not really an an actual dislike. It's more just like irritating. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm not as down the spectrum as you guys are about like Ryan's backstory because I feel like there is a lot in it um, especially if you do think about all of the other heroes that we have like all of them are either one well, the Beast TV rich so Oliver was rich uh, Kate is rich Barry had some trauma but he was also in a loving family mm-hmm. for most of his life uh, Kara also had some trauma, but she was also in the loving family for most of her life. Um, so I feel like Ryan is like for, you know, the underdogs, the people right. that didn't have that like kind of picture perfect thing. And the only thing that I think that makes it uh, side eye or questionable because they they were going OK. And then they went to the whole like drug runner, um, you know, convicted for possession, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like I mean, that that seems a little stereotypy going into that route so i can see where you where you get that idea of it that they only wrote it that way because she's black and maybe we'll get some more history on how that exactly played out mm-hmm. um 
but up until that point, it's not. Well, did they say that she she wasn't the one who actually? No, like, it wasn't we know it's hers, not, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, it wasn't right. her drugs. But the fact that yeah. she was convicted for drug possession right. Right. in itself is what makes it like, you know, you went a little too far. Come on back, Caroline. <laughs> Move back. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do think you know because when I saw that Caroline was the one that wrote it, I was like, okay, because um, there were I like the speeches. I like the way that Javicia delivered the speeches. Some of the speeches felt very, you know, let me Google these statistics and <laughs> and put them in there because this is a black woman, so we have to do this. Yeah. So I mean, those parts I felt like, yeah, they're only doing this because she's black and they want to make a statement. And Caroline's like, let me let me write, put on my black woman hat for a minute. Um, <laughs> but I mean, other other than that, the the whole idea of her being like an underdog, I'm not, you know, I'm not against it. Right. Um, I like the idea of her being an underdog too. Like I like her being like a hero for the people. That part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think that it'll have a good purpose. Um. Like you said, like the execution, hopefully, you know, it's going to be along those lines rather than like, you know, instead of. Being... I would prefer, like, I don't know why they did, you know, the whole possession thing is what is probably what I'm going to like nag on mm-hmm. for a while. Because if it had been like what we were, you know, predicting of her being like a medical drug runner or she was like, yeah. you know, Robin Hooding stuff, that would put it in like a totally different light. But mm-hmm. that's not what we're seeing at the minute. And I don't think that it's going to go down that route. So I don't know. But oh, one thing I did want to bring up um, before, that it was kind of like in my likes or kind of like a, a like a key moment that it was subtle enough that if you weren't paying attention, maybe you missed it. But when um, before like Ryan starts to beat Tommy's face off, the thing that triggered her was the fact that he took her plant and like broke the the base of the plant, mm. the, the pot, the flower, the flower pot. And that's what kind of figured her off because, like I said, like the plant is connected to her mom. Right. So it was like the last piece of her mom. And so since he shattered that, it was like someone killing her mom over again. And that's what triggered her to go wild, to go ham on his face. So right. I thought that was a, a nice little detail in there. Girl, um, wilder. Yeah, she went wilder. <laughs> <laughs> Brian gone wilder. Oh, God. <laughs> We did have some feedback for this episode from Shang and Suara back in the house. Yes. Shang is back, back, back. Shang Street's back. All right. <laughs> he says, I enjoyed the first episode. Pilot episode. Does it count as a pilot? Yes, I think. I think it. Yeah, We're going to call it pilot, At least for, pilot for take Ryan. two. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, what happened with Legends season two. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where Legends starts for me. <laughs> he says Javicia Leslie did a good job with what she was given. Her putting on the suit was super adorable. I'm still kind of meh about Ryan Wilder as a name, but I'm not going to hold a grudge on it. There was a chemistry between her and the other cast, and I'm looking forward to seeing how their dynamic progresses as the episodes go on. Ryan, because I'm number because I am a number wilder, that scene with Mary, the gif of the woman going, you know, I can't, you can't see me, but we will post it to Tumblr so you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, he says he's sad that Kate Sophie ship has to die, but alas, Ryan Sophie mayhaps. I'm not too fond of the Julia Sophie train, not gonna lie. And then Alice is the sexiest villain on the CW and she should peg me. <laughs> I didn't know how thirsty I was for my villains slash morally gray characters till I saw her on screen. El Mariah Shang. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shang. And then we have Swaro, who sent that one feedback as well. 
He says, hello, ladies. I'm so happy to say that having not watched an episode of Batwoman before, I really enjoyed the first episode of Batwoman season two. Wish I had done this with Legends, but alas. <laughs> I'm already so excited where, uh, for where the story is going, and Ryan Wilder is a fantastic character and hero already. I like the unique take on Gotham and the Bat uh, mythos. 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 This story has, although I do admittedly miss the other Bat family members, but alas, rights issues. And really like Team Batwoman overall. I'd say the only weak character was Tommy Elliott pretending to be Bruce Wayne as I ultimately as ultimately he was a feckless villain of the week. I'm glad we're rid of him though and that we don't have to deal with a fake Bruce all season. Dialogue wasn't as cringeworthy as I might have imagined and I really loved Ryan's speech about being a statistic and it honestly felt powerfully resonant with all the important conversations we're having today. Hope the show's creators keep it up. We do too. And that ends our feedback. So if anybody else has Batwoman feedback, please let us know. And we will read it next week. Woohoo! Do you guys have any predictions about, I mean, I already spoke about my Jacob one, but any other predictions about next week or, because we ended on like a, I don't, it's not like a cliffhanger, but it's like, you know, the kryptonite. Oh yeah, the kryptonite, one. yeah. yeah. Mm. The kryptonite thing. So exactly. next week or the season. I, I think that that's what, what the crossover would have been about. That then it was canceled. So mm-hmm. now they're going oh, to have to. think it have been that early? Oh. Um, like just the culmination of the Crypt Knight. Oh, okay, okay. Because it was going to be the Superman lowest yeah, crossover. Yeah. With, yeah. And so instead, obviously, they're going to have to resolve it on the Batwoman show. And I don't know what they're going to do with that now. But, you know, they can always be like, Kara came to visit and said this. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you know what? I forgot I to say I like the fact that Kate went to National City yeah. to speak to Kara about the Crypt Knight. That was cute. That is cute. However... Now I'm wondering if they're going to bring it up in Supergirl because wasn't she on her way back? Meaning she did speak to Ka- to Kara. Mm-hmm. So like, and Kara gonna be like, "Wow, I talked to Kate, and then she died." Maybe we'll get like a phone call of exactly. like her talking to Luke. Is like, "Oh my gosh, she was just here." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll see about that. But I also think that because I don't think they're going to want to get rid of Alice anytime soon. And like I said before, them fighting against each other is like no holds barred. Like it very easily just one of them would kill the other. So I feel like they're going to end up teaming up against Sophia. Sophia, yeah. And then that can be the beginning, the start of Alice's transformation into Red Alice, which is like her, you know, anti-hero identity, even though she's already, you know, she's gotten so far. It's like, can we even make her an anti-hero? But they will. It'll be like the only people that she's really hurt are her family members. So. All the other people that she killed are dead, so they don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, I forgot she killed that that girl in yeah. Bruce's. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, so so good time. So yeah, that that would be my prediction. In order to keep Alice around, they will probably make Sophia the big bad, so that then Alice and uh, Ryan. I keep on no, calling Alicia. Like, well, yeah. um, Black Mask is also in the mix. That's too. true. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are lovely predictions. I have got none. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> What's new? What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is just like short-term prediction, but I think obviously the fact that, you know, Ryan has this green kryptonite like in her blood, that'll probably lead her back to Mary to be like, you know what? On second thought, <laughs> maybe you should look at this one. <laughs> And then, yeah, that probably kicks off the what would have been the crossover, like Tati said. But I think it would at least get them get her back in front of 
the back crew and then they can right. like persuade For her. Sure. Basically, Mary can persuade her to put the back suit back on again. Agreed. Good times ahead. Obviously, the lady with gumption of the week is Ryan. This is not debatable. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she definitely showed her gumption. She showed her, you know, heroic colors. We love that for her. Um, she beat the shit out of Tommy. So <laughs> I love that. He deserved it. <laughs> so that concludes the premiere week of Batwoman season two. Come back next week. We'll do it all over again with, season, with episode two. Um, what is next week? Next week is still in January, right? So uh, yeah. yes, last week. The week after next, we'll have a little bit of a bigger um, podcast because we'll also have Black Lightning as well. So if you have any, I don't know if maybe we should do like a. No, we won't because Black Lightning doesn't come back till the eighth. Oh. Right. So it's two weeks. Two weeks. Of mm-hmm. Just that woman. Yeah, well, we could do we could do like a mini um, what like happens? Yeah, yeah, on that lightning because there is no lead up to what's happening in season five. I would like the refresher personally. Yeah, yeah true, <laughs> true. So come back for that. Mm-hmm. Until next week, bye, bye. bye.